You're listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network on BingeMedia.net. And now, the Binge Sportscast. The NFL is in full swing. It's about time we do our thing. No time for dunks and finger rolls, dropping pucks and scoring goals, home runs and strikeouts off for summer. Tight spirals flying all around, touchdowns abound. Let's talk some football, crushing beers and throwing fits. Let's talk some shit. It's the big sports cast. Call 708-316-8822, you Baba Dicks. We're talking about the NFL postseason for the Lombardi Trophy. NFL postseason. Anyone but Brady. The NFL postseason. Belichick suck my balls. The NFL postseason. Season. Patriots blow. Welcome everybody to the Binge Sportscast. I'm PJ, and as oh, I guess not as always anymore. Special guest today, everybody. TM is off doing something, but he's not here today. So I brought in our our our, our usual guests, I will say, uh, Mr. Jack Valley. <laughs> Jack, how's it going, buddy? You enjoy Fantastic. I think that, Happy that to be here. sounder just for you. Just for you and <laughs> Belichick and everything else. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to be just before before you say anything else, this is the first time I can remember hearing that sounder in person and, and realizing that TM is not saying Jack suck my balls. He's saying Belichick suck my balls. <laughs> I guess it works either way, but it's. It's kind of nice to know after all these years. Hey, it wasn't actually a personal thing. So. Oh, there you go. Well, I mean, it kind of was, but not in. Uh, not I in mean, so it kind of was. It always will be, but at the same time, you know. Anyways. Yes. Uh, and you know, it wouldn't be a spectacular, a show spectacular without another guest, Mister Chad C. Chad, what's going on, bud? Hey, guys. It's uh, it's been a long time it's been since we've all been on here, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's basketball season, so we know that we won't hear from Ooh. you until the NFL is over. <laughs> That's right, and I, I I didn't have a very good NFL season, so uh, for my team, but um, yeah, it made, happy it to made be the here. NBA start talk the, the season start early for you, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, college is in full swing. Tar Heels are not doing amazing right now either, so it's it's been a great uh, sports year all around for me. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I and and I'm sitting here speaking. I'm sitting here watching Luca. Uh, and Dallas play Atlanta, funny enough, you know, the, the uh, Trey and Luca trade and all of that. And I, Luca, I know much like you, Chad, is, is, is my boy as well. So every time he comes and dominates, I've always at least got to give you a shout out because um, there just isn't a more fun guy to watch, I think, in the NBA um, than Luca or more dominating guy. And it's it's just it's so impressive, and it and it just keeps getting better. It seems as he gets a year older, yeah. and it, I don't know, man. 
And he's still only 23. <laughs> right. I mean, so, it's yeah. crazy. If they could just get him, you know, a few pieces around him. But we'll see. We'll see. Fifth in the West right now for Dallas. Um, long way to go for the NBA. And this, as I played off the top, as we've officially lost Jack, uh, this is not an NBA show. Uh, <laughs> we are here talking about the NFL postseason um, and all the ramifications and everything that's happened uh, over the past week and a half, two weeks since the regular season ended. And we had some amazing games uh, this past weekend, some kind of dog shit games, um, games that we thought would go exactly how we thought they would go, and then games that were going one way and completely got turned on their head and went the other way. So we'll get into all those. Uh, we'll get into this weekend's games. and um, But before – oh, and, and we've got some BSV too. Uh, so we'll get into that as well. Uh, but before that, I, I kind of wanted to talk both of you guys, both Jack and Chad. And for those who don't know, Chad is a, sorry to say, Broncos fan. Um, and and Jack, you know, our, our resident Patriots fan, uh, you know, both of your seasons. Well, maybe maybe Jack, and I'll let you talk on it. But Chad, for sure, your season did not go as as you had hoped. Um, and I know you've you've talked to, to TM and I both, but what's your final kind of take on everything that's happened with the Broncos between Hackett getting fired, the Russ Wilson, and we oh, maybe people here don't know your your thoughts on Wilson, but what, just give us a, a slight <laughs> overview of of what your thoughts are on your Broncos season and everything that's transpired since. Well, yeah. Um... I would like to just put it all on Hackett, right? You'd like to say, oh, he was the huge, he was the reason for everything. Um, he was a big part of it, but uh, Russ looked like dog shit all year. There's no uh, denying that. Um, obviously, yeah, yeah. You trade for a guy and uh, give him an extension like they did. You uh, hope that he would play like the $50 million player he's about to be paid to be. But um, yeah, it hasn't worked out so far. Um, pretty shitty season. I went to actually two games this year. First time I've ever done that. I oh, went to nice. uh, Denver for one of their only uh, wins this year, week two, the infamous chanting down the uh, play, co- uh, play clock oh. <laughs> crowd. Oh, uh, so I was there for that. Uh, and then I was at the actual last game of the season against the Chiefs where they uh, the Chiefs snuck out a, a three-point win against them, which kind of says more about the Chiefs than does Broncos, if you're asking me. But, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. They're in the middle of a, a coaching search right now. Um Sean Payton was just interviewed yesterday with Raheem Morris. They've got D'Amico Ryans tomorrow and Dan Quinn on Friday. So the big, obviously, seems like Payton's the, the bell of the ball this year in the coaching cycle. But at the same time, they've got to at least trade a first-round pick because he's still under uh, contract for two years with the Saints. Yeah, this and uh, was they do gonna... have a first-round pick. <laughs> I was going to I was gonna no, say, no, I, they... I knew that they had, uh, that the Saints would have some sort of, you know, high asking price if they... Have they said what they will want for him? Is that the going rate? Is a first rounder? It seems, yeah. It seems like it's a, at least a first rounder. Uh, the, the the Bradley Chubb trade they they made with the Dolphins gave them the 49ers pick this year, which is going to be you know at at worst twenty uh, four, at best twenty four, and at worst you know thirty two or thirty one, I guess, because there's not a right. They, somebody lost a first round pick or something this year. That would, that would um, be the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. So yeah, that that seems to be what it is. But uh, obviously, uh, you don't want to hire a coach just to, in theory, fix Russ, right? Because I mean, after two years, you can get out of the contract, pretty big dead cap hit. But 
Yeah, but yeah, it, it's we'll not see. like I, it's not that Peyton. I mean, Peyton's more than just a than a QB fix. You know, or, you know, exactly, guru. Yeah. Um, I think everybody knows sure. his, yeah, his uh, his resume, and um, obviously, I mean, he's got his own. He's had his own issues, uh, mm-hmm. but he's Down proven. Yep, 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 yep. He's, he's proven to be a, a good coach. And now, I mean, are you so? And and you guys giving up picks to, obviously, the the Seahawks for Russ. I mean, are are you down for giving up another first rounder? Even you know. To, to get this or would you rather roll the dice on as you said Raheem Morris obviously um a re you know uh, I don't want to say a retread but somebody who's been um uh, yeah you know a coach, a coach. Before, yeah and and I saw that you guys also there was a you guys interviewed David Shaw from Stanford um yep Jim Caldwell last yep. week your own defensive coordinator yep, um mm-hmm. But there just doesn't seem it doesn't. But when you look at this list, there's not. I mean, it sounds like Dan Quinn is. Um, uh, who did they say that? Uh, oh no, I can't remember. Fuck. Um, yeah, he seems was, to be the front runner. Yeah, I mean that's he seems to be the guy that a lot of teams want in Dan Quinn. Um, you know, defensive guy. Now you guys, I mean, the Broncos have always been a defensive kind of in in the, the last what decade. It's always been your defense that's held you together. Even with your Super Bowl and Peyton, it wasn't a dominant offensive oh, yeah, yeah. team, right? I mean, it's a defense, defense, Absolutely. defense. So it, yep. what was your defense like this? I mean, was was there more to it than just Russ playing like dog shit? No, I mean, the defense was actually the bright spot of the team. I mean, Patrick Sertain is a second-year All-Pro. Uh, Justin Simmons had... Well, he had multiple inter- I think I can't even remember his best year overall though as a as a safety and he missed like four games um and yeah Ajiro Evero who's our defensive coordinator who they interviewed you said he, he had the team actually playing better than Vic Fangio did and he's a defensive guru so yeah I mean it, the, the team was just it lacked all kinds of discipline they weren't re- they led the league in penalties by far I mean special teams were absolute dog shit uh, the offense was the worst offense in the league. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the defense has never been the issue. It's all going to be, if they hire Quinn, it's all going to be who they bring in on offense, right? And there's, that's, of course, Quinn was it with Seattle when Russ was there as a defensive coordinator. And, uh, fuck, what's his name? I can't even remember. That's the rumor that they're going to bring him. If Quinn is the uh, the coach, he'll bring, um, I honestly cannot remember the guy's name, who worked with Russ before as the offensive coordinator. Who knows if that's going to happen. Um, but at, to, to the Peyton effect, I would be 100% fine trading a late first-round pick because at the end of the day, I mean, the this, the Broncos have picked late in the first round before and they've been misses and shit. You, at that point, you're not necessarily getting an all-pro player. So, and I think a coach like Peyton Stature could help turn around, but at the end of the day, too, he won one Super Bowl with a short quarterback, too, and all the, the that. <laughs> right, so it's like... <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess of the people of this cycle, Peyton would be the most exciting for me, but I think all of them are kind of uninspiring, and uh, yeah, yeah. I, we'll see. I, I'm just kind of, that's what Jack knows, uh, one of his buddies, Adam, he, uh, he's he been texting me a little bit, and uh, just about uh, the Broncos fans and shit, uh, the, the coaching surge, and I'm just like, dude, I'm just here for the ride. I, I, I'm not getting excited for anyone, whoever it is at this point. I'm just tired of the same fucking shit every year. Hiring a new coach, going through, I mean, we've had yeah. so many coaches in the since Peyton. I mean, it's been a shit show. I haven't made the playoffs. I'm just ready to get some stability and figure the shit out in general. Yeah. And that's what so, bringing yeah. in Peyton, Sean Peyton would do, at least it's, it's 
he's got a track record. It's not like he doesn't know how to coach, and so everything would get fixed and molded around him, you presume. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah, I yeah. mean, my team had, had been in, in the same boat for – so, like, you get just fans that are, like, just, you know, tank, continue to tank, like, let's build. And so, like, at some point, you got to just get some stability. You've got to be able to – to, to build around some sort of philosophy and, mm-hmm. and stop, you know, it's like shit or get off. Like just, just stay there, relax, mm-hmm. let yeah. the process. Work. Yeah. And, and Quinn was the finalist with Hackett last year. He was the runner up in the job. They didn't give it to him. And so it's now, oh, are we going to write our wrong last year? Like who fucking knows? So it's, yeah, it's, I'm just waiting to see. I'm not getting my hopes up and just whatever happens, happens at this point. I think they'll, They'll finish out the round of interviews this week. I was just reading Mike Kliss, who's the Denver Post, uh, or Nine News, I'm sorry. He's said they'll bring in one to three more finalists next week and kind of figure it out from there. So, yeah, I, we'll just see what happens. And, uh, yeah, it was a shitty season. It was not great. But, yeah, like you said, basketball, NBA started pretty early for me this year. I was uh, <laughs> all aboard the uh, well, ever since. You know, the Nuggets are good. Jokic and Luka are my guys. So, go. yeah. No, Broncos were not good. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, and well, you you mentioned, you know, um, at least as far as the the Broncos interviews, like the you know, not a whole lot, uh, you know, not a ton of inspiring candidates out there. This is it. It seems a little strange, and and Jack, I mean, I don't know. Um, we'll get to your Patriots and the whole kind of turnover with your. Uh, coordinator positions but it doesn't seem like there's these hot candidates out there that are typically ready to go you know in years past you've had you know Ken's you know uh, Chiefs coordinators or you know certain guys that are like the guys to move on to the next level and looking through all of these coaching vacancies and what people have done or what teams have done um, a lot of them are just retreads Vic Fangio for the Falcons um, you know, is scheduled to uh, to interview, and you know Ken Dorsey from the uh, you know uh, from Buffalo, and um, I know uh, the Lions. Uh, ben Johnson, our offensive coordinator, um, just came out and said he's not taking interviews. Um, yeah, I was, I was about to say. I think he was the one that was kind of the you know exciting new head like possible oh, new yeah. guy in this young, cycle and he went right, back right. so it's everybody's uh-huh. on this young you know under 40 mm-hmm. age you know type thing and there just isn't a ton out there i know um cleveland i know uh, interviewed uh brian flores which you know mm. would be interesting because of just kind of how everything ended with the dolphins and then his lawsuit or whatever whatever that even turned out to be um so i don't so jack i mean you had posted some stuff about the patriots uh being kind of fully transparent for once i mean is that you know with with their coordinator positions and 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 the letter you got as a season ticket holder that's something different than than what you guys have seen in the past um I, I mean, yeah, you know, there have been, you know, obviously, so I've, I've been lucky, you know, I've been a season ticket holder for a little while now, and you get some correspondence throughout the year, like, hey, Bill's going to be on this date, and, you know, through COVID, there were a bunch of updates about opting out for the season, which I th- we did, um, yep. but yeah, this was the first time that, like, the moment the season was over, that it felt like there was a, a 
I don't know, felt like a somewhat personalized direct message to all of the season ticket holders about, you know, hey, this didn't go well, there will be changes. Um, you know, Patriots for 20 years have kind of kept their cards pretty close to the chest. Um, I don't know. This was a, definitely a different feel right out the gate. But um, so is the, we'll see the, where it goes. Did they, did they specifically come out and say anything about the changes? Like, I mean, the the – the going theory, I guess, is that Patricia's going to be gone or at least relieved of his offensive coordinator duties. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of – so obviously with something like this, there's a lot of speculation and, and not a ton has happened yet. Um, but there, the significant things that have happened are, are interesting. So the first thing that happened was a bunch of teams reached out about interviewing Gerard Mayo as a potential head coach – or a defensive coordinator on a few different teams. Yep. I want to say one of them was the Browns. There was a head coaching interview that was offered with the Panthers. Um, he declined all of them. And the Crafts immediately came out, and, and or the team, I should say, immediately put out a statement saying, we're working on a long-term deal with Gerard Mayo yeah. yep. uh, to retain him, which is... Which is weird. It, it, you never hear about this stuff around here. You know, it's it's always just you, you barely even know exactly what roles people will have. I mean, this this season was obviously a fucking farce. Like this was the worst version of it ever. But there have been seasons in the past where, like, you know, Bill O'Brien did become offensive coordinator, but his first season as OC, it's not like they came out and said he's offensive coordinator. He was calling plays on the sideline, and then like four weeks in, we all kind of realized, oh, he's offensive coordinator now. You know, um, so it's interesting to see them come out and be so transparent about the fact that there will be changes, then issuing a, a statement like that and being very public about how their offensive coordinator search is going so far. I mean, they've uh, uh, they've reached out to a guy on the Vikings about an interview, um, another coach named Adrian Clem, who I, I don't know who that is, um, but then there was another guy that they were looking into who I guess was Belichick's first ever draft pick back on the Browns. He's now a coach in, in college somewhere. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's odd. I've never, I've never seen this before. It, it's somewhat encouraging to me just to know that there are not going to be all of these questions lingering into next season about, like, who's doing what and you know, are, are we just going to piss down our legs again for another year and waste a, another year of a potential, you know, starting rookie quarterback? Um, so it's it's a weird, I don't know, it's different. I don't know how to feel about it. I'm, I don't feel good. I don't feel bad. I just, it's different. Yeah. Oh, it's, I mean, anytime that it's, that it's just unknown or, you know, because forever, I mean, you guys, I mean, as the, the Patriots, you know, have been poached a lot you know, with coordinators, right, right over. And right. it's this, and and I assume this is one of the first years where it's changes for the sake of getting better, not because you needed to replace somebody who's been, you know, hired for a yeah. different position. So, well, well, there's also stuff that, you know, maybe isn't as widely known. For instance, I think this year, so Patricia was put in charge of the offensive line in addition to de facto offensive coordinator. That makes him the fifth uh, offensive line coach that the Patriots have had in five years. So there's been way more coaching 
churn than I think even people realize. Like, McDaniels left for Vegas and and took a bunch of guys with him. But a year before that, we lost, uh, or, or was it two years? Two years before that, I think, we lost Dante Scarnecchia, who was one of the best offensive line coaches in the league. Last year, we lost Ivan Fears, who's been the Patriots running back coach for almost 30 years. Um, just a lot of legacy people have kind of left as part of that brain drain. So, um, yeah, it's just, I think the thing that makes me most optimistic about what's going on, though, is the fact that it seems like for once, and I know there's a lot of talk about Bill O'Brien, which I'd I'd be fine with because, you know, at least it's an adult in the room rather than what we had this year, but it seems like some of the interviews that they're taking with these offensive coordinators are people that are outside of the typical conversations. You know, it's not always like Charlie Weiss Jr. or, uh, you know, some of the typical names. Like, I'm I'm seeing names pop up that I've never heard of before, which I think is ultimately a good thing when your coach is 70, 71 years old and, I don't know, maybe looks internally a little too often for for everybody's taste, you know? Yeah, and and I think when you get – when you've got a – when you've got when you've got a culture, I guess, in New England that is going to be the Belichick and Kraft way, bringing in somebody who's a veteran or somebody who's got their own way probably doesn't sit real well either, right? You know, you want to mold your guys to your liking, and you know, bringing in Dan well, Quinn I, or somebody, you know, for or you know whatever example you want to use unless it's a Patriot guy may not work, you know, in that case. And maybe I'm wrong, but I figure, you know, I, I, I just feel that the Belichick way is the way. And well, but the only argument against that is that he, I mean, look, he did that last year and it's probably his biggest professional mistake of all time, you know, keeping it to guys that he knew that didn't actually do the jobs that he put them in position to do. You know what I mean? So, I think there's maybe an argument to be made that it makes sense to bring in some fresh minds, some yeah. new ideas, you know. Oh, and I don't um, yeah, and I don't mean it I don't mean it that you can't bring in new ideas. I just mean hmm. that with older kind of veterans or guys that have done it before, they may have new yeah. ideas, but they also probably think that it's their way or the highway type of thing and you just got to sure. be, you know, careful as to who's the boss, right? Who's the boss, sure, man? Sure. So we'll see. Uh, do you, Jack, last question for the Patriots before we, you know, have everybody throw up all over their computers or their phones. Um, Mac Jones. <laughs> Mac Jones. Yeah. Are you a fan? Are you are you giving him another year? Are you wanting the Patriots to bring in some competition, I guess? Or uh, what's your what are your thoughts? Um, I, I think he looked promising year one. I think that if you're going to try and judge him off of what happened this past season, unfortunately, you you don't know what you're talking about. Like, I think you need to throw it out the window. Like, I that last game of the season, the uh, was it the Bills game? I correctly called three offensive drives. I think I missed like two plays <laughs> on both of them. Okay, right. before the ball snapped, I I just look. You can. You cannot like the guy's demeanor. I know there's been talk that he's a dirty player, all that stuff. Look, I, I just I, I, I got to throw all that out and just say, what did I see from him? I, I can't. I, I have no opinion based on this season, none, because 
the, the two games when they had Bailey Zappi come in and win the game uh, as a starter, they completely changed the offensive play calls. Completely. And then when Mack was in, he had, I, I, what was he? There was some stat from the Bills game. He was like 9 for 9 on play action. He had like a 130-something quarterback rating and a touchdown. It, it's incredible. And somehow Patricia just doesn't call play action. So I, I don't know what to say about this season other than they fucked up. Uh, it's a lost season. Um, I think it would be monumentally stupid to not try and put everything around him to, to make him succeed. Um so I I know that's kind of a non-answer, but no, I, I, I watched it. every game, I mean, man. It, it was it was just a fucking mess. It was it's the worst. Look, if there's anything you can take from this conversation, Belichick putting Patricia and Judge in the positions that he did is maybe the worst professional decision that he's ever made. And that that doesn't mean that you need to get rid of Belichick right now. The man has earned the right to admit that he made a mistake, make changes, and move on. And, you know, few coaches have adapted better than him in the history of the NFL, okay? Um, but I do think it is the worst decision that he has ever made professionally. Um, I can't tell you anything about Mac based on this season. Yeah, so. yeah. and, I mean, we've seen other guys. I mean, it's you, you find the right coach who's willing to play to their strengths, and it can, you know improve them or or change yeah. the outcome i think i mean i i think we're going to talk about uh, two of those guys uh today so <laughs> yeah absolutely and i mean you, you look at my own team with jared goff i mean he was left for right. dead in uh la and he you know was a top 10 quarterback this year so all right i guess with that let's uh let's get to some bfsv and um then we'll kind of start this conversation of this weekend's games and uh and we'll talk about uh this week or upcoming games here we go Seven zero eight three one six eight eight two two. That's the number. Call in, leave us a fucking voicemail. Talk about your shitty team, like uh, I think all of these people are going to talk about, um, and teams that aren't even in the fucking playoffs. So, all right. Uh, um, this is a uh, a voice that we've heard many times this season. I don't know why he's calling in this week, but let's let's hear it out. Tommy, PJ, Ziggy, listen. First of all, Tommy, congrats to your wife's Bills on winning the game, but they did not deserve to win that game. Miami should have finished it. They should have finished the job. That was, oh my god, that's it was a, it was a sloppy game. I'm a little worried for the Bills going to the next round. Uh, 49ers, you know, Seahawks. Uh, I'm not surprised. Seahawks, you know, starting to you know, keep up in the second half. Jaguars, 
Chargers. Uh, uh, all I got to say is the refs missed that call. Nick Bosa had every right to be pissed, but they did kind of class on themselves. And Charlotte did suck. And for the Ravens-Bengals game, man, I, I was sweating my balls off. I really think thought, you know, the Bengals were toast. But, Tommy, at least you guys made the playoffs. Look at my Jets. Oh, boy. We're golfing down Florida. And, honestly, I'm sick and tired of, you know, golfing at the same golf course in Florida every freaking year. How about the Jets make the goddamn fucking playoffs? How about that? Hello? But... Tommy, give, give the Finns credit. You know they they uh, they kept up with the Bills tonight. Though, give me the Bucks. No, oh. give me the Bucks. Thirty <laughs> not age well. uh, twenty-seven. Yeah, didn't <laughs> But that's it for now. But it's uh, it's a joke. NFL's rigged. We all know it. But, yeah, Tommy, have a good week off, man. I will call next Sunday. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Go Bill, baby. Oh, jeez, Alex. He's always changing his fucking tune. Jets to the Bills to... How can you root for the Bills as a Jets fan? Are you a Bills fan, I, I, Dick? I don't, I don't understand that at all. Look, if, I, I had this conversation with my manager. I was in the office yesterday, okay? The manager comes up to me. He's like, yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to put some money on the bills. I want to see him go all the way. I looked him in the face and I said, sir, I attended a Patriots game with you this season. Don't step into my cube again if you're going to talk shit like that, okay? Like, what the fuck? You don't Seriously. root for a division rival. What the fuck is the matter with you? It's, uh, <clears throat> and I, I have this conversation, like, with people all the time, right? It's like Minnesota and all this. People are like, Oh well, it you know it makes you know your team look better. Like, it doesn't mean shit. Yeah, that's the dumbest argument. Yeah, they're <laughs> rivals for a fucking reason, right? Like, if I was sitting here cheering for the fucking Vikings, I, I couldn't sleep at night. Anyway, but let's so let's dive into this you know uh, Bills Dolphins game a little bit. Uh, you know, going into this game, nobody. I mean, obviously, nobody gave. Dolphins a chance in hell of pulling this out but mm. as the game kind of you know went on all of these same issues that the Bills have been having all year long start rearing their ugly heads and mm. you know and and yeah I think there were some fortunate obvious fortunate plays that went Miami's way um, but I've been saying it all year there are certain things that Buffalo just, they, they, I don't know if it's that they think they're better than they are and they just decide that they can just do whatever they want. But if they play how they did, obviously would Allen had four turnovers. I mean, mm-hmm. if they play that way, obviously they're not going to beat the Bengals. They're not going to beat the chiefs, but is it exclusively a run game? You know, and, and I wish I had TM on here cause you know, watches that team more than anything i to me everything that i've ever seen from them is they put too much weight on Allen's shoulders and if he's not having if he doesn't have it that day they're kind of fucked 
Mm-hmm. So I don't. I mean, I don't know what you guys think or what you guys thought of the game, but I was super excited that Miami didn't win. Sorry, TM. But if I had watched Skylar Thompson make it to the divisional fight or divisional round, I think <laughs> I'd turn off the TV. Go for it, Jack. Yeah. I, I I missed most of this game. I actually only caught like the fourth quarter. So, all right. So uh, yeah, I mean, just a weird a weird game. Just a weird game. Um. Yeah, you know, I have a uh, like a playoff uh, modified playoff fantasy league that I think maybe you guys are in, maybe you're not, but um, that I do every year. And you know, the way it works is you pick three players every week, and you can pick one quarterback and then two position. You can pick three offensive players, but only one quarterback per week. But the trick is, if you pick a player, you can't pick them the next week. So it's it's like a weird format to it but it's it's pretty fun you know yep um so yeah i was watching this game because i chose josh allen because i figured josh allen he's she's josh allen right he's oh uh, what's tony romo call him mr january right oh uh, god you had to bring up Romo. Uh, f- oh, here we go yeah I, I every every fucking you know compliment in the book um and yeah four turnovers um just I, I don't understand it, and it's funny too. Looking back on the uh, on our our thread on uh, the Facebook chat, you know, Eric's always watching these games, and he's like, "Why do they? Why don't they run the ball? Why do they have to be this difficult and all that stuff?" And and it's funny because it reminds me of the days when you know Brady was on the Pats, and you know you're watching a game with bated breath, and and you think that the game is more out of hand than it actually is at times. Um, I, I never got the feeling that the Dolphins were going to beat the Bills here, but. Man, a lot of stupid shit happens, and and he's right. Like they don't want to run the ball. I don't understand why that is, and it doesn't seem like anybody's really afraid of their other receivers outside of Diggs. I mean, it, it's it's weird. They're they're they feel like they're on shaky ground, and I can't really I can't really articulate why. It's just like they want Allen to play hero ball as their offense, and I feel like it's it's gonna bite him. Yeah, and I think one of those things that 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 does bring the that the non-running they they don't have what it doesn't seem like they have the ability to put teams away you know they get you mm-hmm. know they'll like just like miami i mean miami kicked what three what was this the score they had three or four field goals at the half right um i think so yeah it was 2017 i think mm-hmm. yeah fucking mm-hmm. three it was the the three uh sanders field goals and then that touchdown late but they just don't have the ability to put teams away. A lot of that comes from not having a running game, right? Not being able to ground and pound a little bit and then take your shots when you need to. And then the right. other is, you know, I think like you said, and and they just get they get cocky or they they think that Mr. Wonderful, Michael Jordan, whatever Tony Romo called him, uh, <laughs> is number twenty three best that's ever done it, Jim. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they just put it on his shoulders and then it, it, it just fizzles out a little bit. So they play like they played against Miami. Clearly they ain't winning another game. And, you know, I think the, uh, DeMar Hamlin shit can only take them so far, but you know, if that game, I mean, if that game had not even Tua, but had Teddy Bridgewater starting for Miami, that game's over. Miami wins that game going away. Yeah. I mean, did you see no. the stats? Skylar Thompson stats: eighteen for forty-five. Eighteen yeah, for forty-five. I mean, <laughs> it had a passer rating of forty-four point seven. Is that is that bad? 
Jetpack. I mean, how, how, the fuck, how the fuck do we win that game by three points, Buffalo? Oh my hey, God. because of DeMar Hamlin's number is three. You didn't oh, get, get that parallel? Come on. They oh, won by three. Oh, that's, that's all the too shit soon? I saw too as soon as it was no, over. Too soon? No, but that's, that's all I saw. Literally. Well, it's the same reason why, you know, on the opening kickoff, if uh, you know a certain player runs it back for a touchdown, it's it's storybook. It's almost like fate. It's magical. It's proof God exists. It couldn't be that the Patriots... Special teams just fucking sucked all season and decided to shit down their pants to uh, open the last game of the season. Couldn't be that. It has to be feet. So. Well, yeah, I mean, too, like what you're saying, though, I mean, the, the, the Bengals playing Huntley, I mean, you know, they they both, both of these teams who are, you know, two perennial favorites to go to the Super Bowl, They if they play like they did, they're they're not going to, it's not going to end well, and now they get to play each other. So you don't get to play the backup quarterbacks. You get, you get Burrow this time, so... Yeah, yeah I, you're, you're absolutely I, right. I don't. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's the game. I think that's the the game of the week this this coming week. Um, yeah, who can, who can get their heads out of their asses? That game? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Who's going to beat up on each other and then possibly let the let the Chiefs play them? So yeah, we'll see. <laughs> kinda, just, it kind of feels like one of those games, though. That I mean, not, I, I know we're jumping around a little bit, but like, that that to me feels like a game where whoever has the ball last is going to win. Like, I, I don't know yep. why. I, just, oh, yeah. I feel like it's not going to be a defensive battle whatsoever. I mean, doesn't, no. they not, I mean no. it doesn't seem to be the, – the way that the league is now, right, that doesn't seem to be how games end ever anymore, right? I mean, True. that's it, especially in the playoffs, um, you know, regular season and all that. But in the playoffs, it seems to be the going trend that we've seen over the last couple of years. I have to go back to this game, though. I'm just looking at, like, top performers – for like Miami and told you Skylar Thompson, right? Great, great game. Jeff Wilson, leading rusher for Miami, 10 carries for 23 yards. Uh, leading receiver for Miami, uh, Mike Gesicki, two receptions for 15 yards and touchdown. I mean, how does I just, it's, uh, it's just unbelievable. I mean, Tyreek, you know, I mean, they, they they had some catches, but fifteen or how many eighteen receptions? I mean, you can't when you can't get Tyreek the ball. Jalen Waddle drops that like deep bomb right in his hands. I mean, oh, so many drops. Nobody had over seventy yards. I mean, it's just I don't know. And the game was endless. It was like a four and a half hour game because no rhythm was was like picked up anywhere. Like yeah. it was just either penalties or. You know, fucking delay of game or every what is it? Would you say fifty passes or something like that? Yeah, like, it was just the clock was never running in that game. It uh, yeah, it was not it was not an enjoyable game. Uh, so with that, I think we'll leave that Miami. You know, and that like Alex said, congratulations for getting in. But TM himself said, like, listen, he's like, I don't what the what the fuck, like, why? You know, that's at some point when there just needs to be like a commissioner exemption. Just be like. Miami, you're you're just not making it into the playoffs. We, we'd rather see we'd rather see the Patriots in there with at least a serviceable quarterback. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> Maybe not. No, I don't no. know. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Not even. How, Patriots how about fans. Pittsburgh? How about we let Pittsburgh in there? Uh, no. Okay. Action? You know what? Patriots. Yeah. Let's put the Patriots <laughs> in. Go ahead and do that. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get to the next voicemail. This is going to bring up the the next game that I want to talk about. The next shit show um, that was. Uh, oh boy. These mother fuckers. If I can find the fucking sounder. Oh man. Oh man. God damn. 
God this damn. team oh. up north, they got Cook and Justin Jefferson. This team up north, oh King Kirk, your cousins, can you handle it? Oh, Minnesota, the Vikings weekly call with a dude. your boy the duke and i'm calling in on a loser monday or what is it shit it is tuesday got that bad taste in my mouth after last night's shit show of a game between the bucks and the cowboys man was that ugly but obviously i'm here to call about the vikings obviously no one's more excited than every other member in our fantasy group who was excited to see the vikings go um, did I ever think we stood a chance of winning the Super Bowl? No, not really. I never would have put money on us. Um, but you have good wishes, and that's all you can hope for. It was a fun ride, and now it's to the off season. so a couple things to point out. Number one, get the fucking D coordinator out of there, Ed Dontrell, or whatever the fuck his name is. Send his bags to pack him. Um... I see Flores is interviewing for a couple D coordinator jobs, and, man, I would love to bring him in. Um, and then it brings me to uh, some player things. Uh, I have a feeling Thielen is gone. Unless he's willing to take, like, a really cheap veteran deal and stick with the Vikings. I know he already says he feels like he has a lot of football left in him. I just don't know who's going to be willing to pay for him. Um I think, you know, I think he would like to say a Viking retires a Viking. He could maybe get another year or two out of him as, like, that veteran role fourth guy, maybe. We'll see. Um, obviously, we have a pretty solid offense. Uh, we have a couple guys on the line that are huge pieces that we got to keep intact. Um, but looking at the defense, I think we got like five or six guys all on the wrong side of 30 um, with, you know, contracts coming up. Or Let me tell you my name. Uh, I'm confused. Pockets, um, <laughs> with Peterson. I'm going to die. Smith, How can you die when you're dead? Kendrick. I'm a nobody. Um, you understand, so and you can't kill a person with no body. And that's how I felt when I was in Waterloo. All those people camp, who called me a sleepwalker, I woke up because women show their tits, half short skirts, and then they feel violated when I look at them. Why am I afraid? I'm not afraid. I'm afraid of the boogeyman. Who's the boogeyman? You figure it out. Uh, whatever that oh. situation turns out to be. But I have a feeling we'd have to give up too much for him. Um, I'd love that to be an option. Not that I'm saying, hey, let's just move on from Kirk Cousins. But Talk to the Pope. He knows like everything. him, who's obviously about seven. Wake up, wake up. I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> oh, I'm going to th- take a nap real quick. Oh, know, you guys right? Sorry, boys. I know I'm getting long-winded, but no shit. Of the year, and uh, I'm your most consistent caller. Where are the like bums? There's the no time. bums here. Oh, boy. Here comes the, the Paul Sounders and stuff. Because <laughs> when I walked in Waterloo and smiled at everyone, man, again? Look at this square. It was a shithole when I worked I'm here. Now that. it looks like New I, York I Manhattan. Mean, for the first time, he would have solid receivers, and you had that dual threat of being able to run. 
that makes the Vikings offense fucking dangerous, and I don't think you can disagree with that. Because I have some but obviously, on and I'm overall, weird. the defense needs to happen. So I'm optimistic about the offseason. Uh, hopefully, we can make some big Are you fucking kidding me? Moves. And, uh, Is that it? What the fuck? Anything he just, else? He just oh. stopped? Uh, okay, I guess. It's still, it's still going. It says somebody. You know what? I'm gonna vote oh. for the Bills. I've enjoyed watching the what? Bills. Uh, let's go Buffalo. Suck him up, dick. Oh my God. He deserves everything he got in his life. <laughs> Fuck oh, you, boy. Chad. Oh God. <laughs> Chad. So many white people. Well, you can you, you run all through all of those numbers in April and call us back when any of that happens. The only thing that I know about Minnesota is they're $22 million over the cap. Justin Jefferson's not happy, and um, and yeah. so. Uh, but much like the last game that we talked about, gentlemen, the Vikings showed exactly what the Vikings are and have been I, all season long. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> fourth down <laughs> – you throw a fucking check down. I, it, you can't write it up better than that. I did. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm so confused. What 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 was he doing? What, what or, yeah, I mean, everyone's like, was he just carrying about his completion percentage? <laughs> it's I, like it's it's like eight yards short of the first down. I don't understand. It's it's almost like oh, he yeah. just like thought it was you know any other you know down right and was you know getting a little mm-hmm. pressure and oh we we got T.J. Hawkinson he'll make a play. Sorry, dude. Uh, no. So, I, you know, listen. We've all been here. I've all seen Cousins and seen this type of quarterback. And, yeah, he can win you some games. But the teams that win, and we'll see that this upcoming weekend, and we've seen it this past week on another game we'll talk about, there are guys that are winners and there's guys that are losers. And Kirk Cousins is a big, fat loser. That's all there is to it. The guy can't fucking win. And sometimes it's, you need those guys to win for you. It's, it, it, I, you know, I got to say, the whole season long, uh, you know, Vikings winning in one score games and their record was like 11-1 and one, and, of course, the losses in the playoffs. There was just so much that was fluky and lucky about the way their season went. I mean, I got a, a glimpse of it because, you know, Pat played the Vikings. Vikings won. Um, and it's an infamous game from this season. Again, this season was a shit show across the board, but this was the game where Hunter Henry's fingers were underneath the football and they called it an incompletion in the end zone for a touchdown. Um, I, you know, just just weird yeah. Lucky shit happened for the Vikings. If they're going to play that way next year, I don't see it going that way for them again. Um, I think the Cowboys had a season like that three or four years ago, and in the next season, I think they barely broke five hundred. Um, yeah, it's so it's you listen, got to you got to fucking watch out for that shit, you know. It's like we've said all. I, I and I, I'll say it nonstop. Never apologize for winning but understand how you won and what that means for your team and the future, right? And, and things that you need to, to get better at. The fact that you were down 33 to nothing to the fucking Colts 
and had to set a record to come back and win that game shouldn't be looked at as an accomplishment, right? I mean, mm. that's something that, that you should look at yourself and say, shit, we're down 33 nothing to the Colts and Jeff Saturday. And, and so right. all these things, and, and, and I know Chad's thinking the right way and what they need to fix and things. I think it's more than that, though. Um, you know, like I said, you're hearing things that Jefferson you know, walked off that field. I, is, he, is he not happy there? I know they're, they're talking about uh, negotiations with him now and, and extending that contract or at least, you know, re, um, you know, renegotiating the contract. They got the pieces, but there's something that's missing there. And maybe Chad's right. Maybe it's defense, but maybe it's quarterback. I don't know. Um, but I think we'd also be remiss not to go and talk a little bit about the Giants, or at least just in this game and what they accomplished. I mean, the oh, Giants yeah. hadn't shown that much kind of heart and grit in weeks. And they came out and they just dominated that game, right? They, they kind of flexed their will. And they took it to Minnesota. And Minnesota didn't know what to do. I mean, there's a game at home for Minnesota. And the Giants just more or less did kind of what they wanted. And just took it to them. So, uh, I I don't know. It's... Is, uh, is, is Danny Dimes finally figured it out is he good he, he's he's looked pretty good the last like half of this season really I yeah mean, i mean he it's I mean, he played really well he was you know now had a rating of over 100 i mean he he won he managed and won and, and did what he had to do in that game and maybe you know i think mm-hmm. a lot of this goes to dable you know and and that coaching staff Mm-hmm. but maybe maybe he's the guy maybe yeah. this is i mean that that uh, handoff he did where you know faked and he slid it to to Barkley. It's like if Mahomes would have done that, leave it a bit. Everyone's oh my god, he's right, fucking Messiah! Right. Look at that play. But I mean, yeah, it was, he doesn't even impressive. need to be looking at the running back, Jim. <laughs> I I don't know how he does yeah. it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I fucking I I don't like the guy. He played for Duke, so that says it all it says. But I've been impressed with him. He's been he's looked pretty good this is the last half of the season. So, he, but you know, usually first, second, third year, you you write these guys off pretty quick. And sometimes I guess it just takes a while to figure it out. And you need the right coach in place like Dayball. And yeah, they're playing well. I I would not be surprised if they upset Philly this weekend. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. Yeah, just wonder if it's like. There's always in the wild card round, there's like a really hot team that comes through, right? Mm-hmm. And they get this really impressive win. And it always fucks up everybody's betting the next week because you, you, you're you thinking about the last game they played and not like the games before that as much. And I feel like, you know, it, it, it's, it's well, they're, they're a true wild card team to me in like the truest definition of the word wild card. Like I, I do think that they have a decent shot at upsetting Philly, but I also think that they have a decent shot at coming out and the Danny Dimes stuff being completely flat, playing against a real defense, you know? Oh, so, sure. I, I, yeah, it's it's a real anomaly. I mean, you know, uh, we all know that I have no love in my heart for the New York Giants, <laughs> and uh, they can go fuck themselves forever as far as I'm concerned. Um, I certainly do not want them to advance, but, uh, you know, he does look good. Uh, the team looks interesting. Um, and, yeah, I, I at this point I'm putting it on coaching 
But, you know, if if uh, Daniel Jones has another great game next week and they pull off a win, then maybe maybe the guys uh, maybe the guys got something. Well, to your credit, like what you were saying earlier about the the coaching cycle. I mean, Dayball Dayball was that last year, right? He was he was oh, the, yeah. the new the new hotness, and then yeah, he's uh, he's to his credit led him to the playoffs and got a win. So yeah, and they yeah, you know and they, they they are they they played it this game like they played early in this season, right? They kind of played with no fear, didn't you know when you know early in the season when Dayball was going for two, and you know and just putting it on his guys and having the trust in his guys. And that's how they looked when they played this game. And that goes a long way, but momentum only carries you till the end of the game. Right. And now they're going to go, they got to play a divisional, you know, rival who's been rested, well rested, maybe too rested. And we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do want to kind of touch on these last couple games. Um, is there were there any games? Did you guys? I mean, we 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 need to touch on the the Chargers. And I know Chad, you have a special place in your heart for the Chargers being a <laughs> divisional opponent. But I mean, was there any better? I wish TM was on here. But any better feeling for you, Justin Herbert uh, haters, when all they needed to do, all they needed to do, was score three more points. Six points in the second half. That's all they need to do. And all Herbert could muster was three points in the second half. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Couldn't, couldn't happen to a better team. Couldn't happen <laughs> to a better team. Every, every fucking year, man. Chargers have won the offseason. Oh, my God. They traded for Cleo Mack. They're dominant. Bosa and Mack. No one can stop them. No. And then every year, it's the same fucking thing. Either they miss the playoffs, everyone gets fucking hurt, or they one of the biggest fucking... Uh, comebacks in NFL history. I, I fucking love. I actually turned this game off. I was like, oh god, fuck that. And then uh, third quarter, I'm like, okay, okay, all right. And then that's why I turned it back on. But yeah, I mean, it's just it's just comedy, man. I, I just everyone just loves this guy so much. He's he's the he's the second coming. He's he's amazing. He's been so fucking average ever since that rookie year. He got off to a hot start, of course, looked really good, and he's been nothing but average ever since. And we just, until the guy fucking wins something, get the fuck, miss me with all of that shit of him being the, the top five, the future of the NFL. Like, fuck off. Like, just fuck off. And Staley, I'm super happy he's kept his job. I mean, they, they fired with the offensive coordinator and everyone else, but kept old Brandon Staley, who was an outside linebackers coach for the Broncos, who got promoted to a fucking head coach. So, hey. Good on him. Keep Staley in there, and I think you're gonna have the exact same uh, the situation next year. They're gonna fucking suck again. So you know, and it's funny. I mean, what did they? Didn't they run the ball like how many? It was something like some minuscule amount in the second half too. Like you're yeah, supposed to be I killing mean, the clock. And, yeah, it's like what are you doing? Yeah, it's uh, fuck. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. So. <laughs> and you know, I was when you talk about Staley, you know, and, and I don't, I don't care one way or the other for Staley, but. You know, it's funny that he gets he gets essentially the blame, right? And at, to a certain point, I mean, your team, your your players got to play, right? It's I mean, mm-hmm. the 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 coaching staff can call plays, but I mean, you got to execute shit, right? And that comes to that goes to Herbert, that goes to you know that entire uh, receiving core, you know the 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 backs, all of that. But I guess we talked about, TM and I talked about this last week, you know, 
Staley, you know, them playing last week in what was a meaningless game and Mike Williams getting hurt. Um, yep. You know, that's that's on the coaches for sure. Uh, but yeah. I don't know. It's it is the beginning of this game was so unbelievable with Trevor Lawrence and his four interceptions in uh, what seemed to be four straight pat. I mean, it was. I turned. I I think I like I don't know stepped away after the third, and then I came back and the Chargers had the ball again. It was like five minutes later, and I'm like, yeah. What what happened? And then, sure enough, another like unbelievable. Crazy. Yeah, I think two of those were two of those were clearly his fault. One was tipped, and then the other one's clear pass interference. But yeah, I mean, he did not yeah, look I good mean, to start out the game. But yeah, and, yeah. and if it's if it's nerves or whatever, but that's I mean mm-hmm. that's the difference between a coach and Doug Peterson and and maybe Staley. That that that's how you keep your team fired up and motivated and hungry. Versus, like you said, Chad, a team that's been told their entire lives, and not just this 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 franchise, that they're much better than they ever are. I mean, it's unbelievable that it's the same it's the same team with a different quarterback. It's just unbelievable. It, you know, <laughs> every season, different. City I, I I subscribe to uh, like five or six different podcasts for for the NFL season, and some of them are just. You know the, the 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 weekly pundit shows. A couple of them are fantasy football shows. The one consistent thing amongst all of them across the board. Now I I, I listen to Mike Lombardi. Okay, yep. I listen to the Ringer shows, the fantasy footballers, a couple of dynasty football podcasts. Like it's a pretty diverse array of of like sources and age ranges i would say and also like levels of quality to the content all of them cannot stop gushing about the the simplest throws that justin herbert makes like remedial shit he could throw a dump off screen pass to austin eckler that that you know eckler gets like 35 yards after the catch on they will extol the virtues of the way in which Herbert turned his body, flicked his wrist, and arced a perfect spiral four and a half yards away from him. Like, it's... I don't... I, admittedly, I am not a player scout, okay? Like, I don't... I've never played. I, I don't know what truly makes, like, a great quarterback for, on the technical side of things. I'm tired of fucking hearing about how good he is, though. Like, it is insufferable. It never ends. Oh yeah, there was. And I feel st- like like it makes you feel stupid at first because you're what like, am I, what, what am I, I not what seeing? Am I not seeing? There was yeah. and, and there it, was a. It's just maddening. Yeah, a Sunday yeah, night I've, game uh, with Collinsworth. Like uh, this is mm. late in the season. Where I remember, it was like just like a play action pass where he just like, you know went through his progression so his eyes were you know to the right side of the field and then he came back left and found the open guy and Collinsworth you would have thought that that Justin Herbert created the progressive you know going through your progressions like look at his eyes mm-hmm. and look how well like it's Collinsworth uh, we we could go on and on about everybody and how much they suck off Justin Herbert but Maybe they totally. just want to fuck him. Uh, Maybe that's what it is. It's those golden locks or something. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Yeah. But thank oh, you. Guys, thank you lost goodness. him. 
we don't have to fucking deal with that. And, you know, not that I want to fucking look at Trevor Lawrence any more than I need to, but at least that team is, like, hungry <laughs> and young and, and, and shows right. a little and something. Defense is playing well, too. Yeah. You know? Yep. So, anyway, that was, I mean, it was a fun game to watch. It was a fun game to, to see at the end, and, and I think everybody would agree that it's always fun to watch the Chargers lose. Um, Absolutely. I've but, seen yeah, it in person many times. <laughs> we don't need to talk about the first game of the weekend, Seattle and, and, and uh, the Niners. I mean, the most uh, unsurprising, I guess, uh, result. But, we'll see. But, but you don't want to talk about the best story since Tom Brady, Brock Purdy? Oh, Come on. And, it, and God, his 18 just... completed passes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, I was texting a buddy. I'm like, I'm pretty sure Jamarcus Russell could be uh, successful in this fucking offense. Like, it's like, yeah. I don't just understand. Just surrounded fucking... by superstars. Like, you don't have yeah. to do anything. And then your defense is down mm-hmm. as well. So. Yeah, good on him. He's not losing them games, but at the same time, I'm just, yeah, the fucking media just picks these stories up and just strokes off to it, and it's super annoying. We were la- I was at work today talking with a guy, and and both of us kind of agreed. Well, you know what Super Bowl we're gonna get? We're gonna get the Demar Hamlin versus Brock Purdy Super Bowl. That's what's gonna happen, <laughs> and it's just two weeks of this shit. Oh, no. I cannot stand it. Uh, but I did want to, before we move on and finalize, I did want to talk about last night's game. And Alex, caller Alex, you know, brought up, you know, Tom Brady making, you know, beating uh, the Cowboys. But, I, Jack, you've watched Tom Brady for a long time. Have you yep. ever seen a worse performance by him or his team? Or I honestly, I didn't know what was happening in that game. Him and Mike Evans, I, I'm almost convinced they're on the take. It was unbelievable, um, the passes that were being missed, the throws, the routes that were being run or not run or incorrectly mm. run. I couldn't believe it. It was so hard. I mean, it reminded me a lot of the infamous uh, Kareem Hunt-Kansas City game. Uh, at the be- I think it was like week four of, uh, what was it, 2014 or 2016? Yeah, Yep, I know a game you're talking about. And, you know, it's famous because the next week was the on to Cincinnati game, and then the Patriots rolled all the way to a Super Bowl win that season. Um, yeah, it felt a lot like that. Brady was just completely off. Uh, you know, Cowboys put up, what, five or six touchdowns? I think the, I think the Chiefs did something similar that night. It was just like a, a bunch of weird turnovers and stuff. It was, You know, it was an annihilation kind of game. Um, so, yeah, I've seen this kind of game out of Brady before. This one felt a little different. He felt like completely lethargic on the field, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I, I haven't watched a ton of the Bucks this season, but a couple of times, I've seen highlights of him after a game, and you know, obviously the Bucks lost a lot this season, and it seems like his competitive fire is maybe diminished a bit after the losses in a way that it, it didn't used to be. Because like a lot of players are coming up to him that are like. 20 years his junior asking for autographs immediately after the game, you know? And I just think that maybe he's, I I don't know, it it, kind of feels like he's done, finally. But, I mean, if I were him, I'd probably go until the wheels fall off because, like, what was the point of losing your family over it, you know? (laughs) Might as well. Well, yeah, why would you leave on a high after, why you know, why would you stay after right. winning the Super Bowl and could have like rode off into the sunset? 
yeah, and you, know. you come back and I yeah I don't know I don't know yeah it just seemed like they didn't understand it. Yeah, it seemed like they did not want to be there at all. Like, the whole team. I mean, it was just, they were very unprepared. They were just, yeah, like you said, lethargic. They just didn't care. I, and Cowboys just rolled. <laughs> it's that's pretty also, brutal. I mean, you know, it, you, I was going to say, it's also Todd Bowles, who all of us have seen, is not a head coach. He yeah, is, absolutely. That guy's not a leader. No. And, and, it, and it showed. Well, it, well, now it's, of course, Brady to Vegas rumors. Brady, well, that's, yeah, I was, you're saying all these it's Vegas and and then people like well San Fran's the other one because he you know mm-hmm. you get those pictures of, of Brady and Jer- in San Fran jerseys and you know it just it's all I don't know do you guys think he's gonna play would you guys bet that he would that he's gonna I, continue I this think season? yeah I just don't I I, I would be I mean, he retired last year, Schefter broke it, and he's like, no, no one breaks it except me. So I think that's why he came back this year, but I, I just can't see him going out like that. I, I just, I mean, Jack would know more than I would, but just all the years of watching him, I, I, I don't know if I can see him retiring with that, that bad of a playoff loss, but who knows? I mean, maybe he wants to go, I don't know. He's got a fucking huge contract of Fox waiting for him, so. He just looks like he's fucking terrified of contact, too, at this point, right? He's old, and he's, yeah, he doesn't does not want to get hit anymore, and yeah, but yeah, yeah I mean, I don't. If I'm him, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think you do the Peyton Manning to the Broncos thing, and it's like, okay, who's who's loaded and ready to go? And if there's a team who wants to bring me in and they've got everything in place, then great. If not, fuck it. You know, like what what's the point of him going to the Panthers? Right? He could probably easily win the division. But then after that, it's kind of like, eh, what's that going to get you? You know, he, he wants to get to the big game. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I just I don't know who's in that spot that needs a quarterback. I don't know that that team is right. out there. Right? Uh, maybe the yeah, Jets. The, Ra- the Raiders. Maybe, the Raiders the sure aren't it. Yeah. No. That's. I mean. Yeah. I mean the Jets. But I mean, would he wouldn't go play for the Jets, right? I mean. I dude. I believe. I don't. Be- believe anything is off the table with that fucking guy anymore. <laughs> Dolphins could be another one if two is truly like in trouble, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's kind yeah, of a, a natural perfect fit, especially with his general manager buddy there and the, you know, continuance of uh was no what's sales tax there? Income tax one of them, whichever one they don't they don't yeah. have to pay in Florida, you could just, you know, Income get tax, in that deal. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I never would have thought he'd play for a different team than the Patriots, so what the fuck do I know? So, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> he could do anything. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that, I guess, ends this NFL and BSV segment. Um, we'll play a little uh, breaker clip here, and then we'll just uh, we'll get into the games. We'll make some picks, and then we'll uh, we'll get the fuck out of here because why mm. the fuck not? Uh, but i got to find my – got to find this special sounder just for our favorite caller. Here we go. <laughs> Sit back and enjoy, boys. Your boy, Caddy. Who's going to the playoff Super Bowl this year? It's the boys, the <laughs> Minnesota Vikings. Let's go, Vikings. We're coming. The North remembers. We're coming to fight. We're, we're coming to I'm sticking with my boys. We're going all the way this year, fellas. Uh, but it's the Vikings here. It's our time. Our time is now, and the North remembers. So here we go, boys. Go Vikings. 
Let's go. Taking them all the way to the Super Bowl, baby. I would rather face Philadelphia the following week, personally. I like the matchup. I said it from day one. I want to play Philly at Philly. I think we are the better team in the cold. Our defense is much better than theirs. Um, I think they're a good team, but it's going to be a low-scoring game. I predict the right to put up 20 to get the win. PJ, keep your streak going. Keep counting them out. Keep picking against them. It's been working for us. I love it. Do it. Um, I thought it'd be a little fun tonight to uh, give you some progressional updates as the game goes along. I would rather face Philadelphia the following week, personally. I can't lie, my uh, stomach's in a knot right now, um, ready for this game to begin. Um, like I said, about T-minus 10 minutes. Uh, so here we go, Skull Vikings. Our defense is much better than theirs. Our defense is much better than theirs. Our defense is much better than theirs. Oh boy, as I called, the Eagles just score their second touchdown of the game. Kim throws up the duck. My frustration is growing, the butterflies are growing, and then everything falls apart. Oh boy. Again, this is typical Minnesota fanfare. Complete letdown. That defense looks horrendous. They need to tighten things up, get moving. Otherwise, uh, the Duke is going to have a very, very long night. Oh, boy. This game is atrocious. We are being outcoached and outplayed, and it's downright embarrassing. I got a sounder for you guys. I'm tapping out. Oh, boy. That was the most pathetic performance by a team I have ever seen. Completely let down. Completely hurt. What an atrocity. Oh, boy. What an atrocity. Oh, boy. What an atrocity. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. No horns. No one deserves to listen to any horns. For you, Duke. Born one out. Oh man, Chad. Chad well, thank you, Chad, great. for the weekly calls, and uh, we didn't get the luxury of having your in-game commentary from uh, the Giants game this year. But I uh, have a feeling it would have gone very similar to that one right there. Uh, as we were listening to that, Jack, what is this message you just sent us about? Uh, <laughs> is this Josh McDaniels? So- it is. It is. So apparently, there's a there's a tweet out there. I'm just gonna read the tweets from a at Dan Dakich, D A N D A K I C H. If you want to verify this, all right. Here's what it says. My source is inside the Colts. Great. Got this today. In quotes. McDaniel's wife made him pull the plug after having Ursay in their home in Massachusetts and observing his odd behavior. Behavior that included being in the McDaniel's family bathroom for a very long and awkward period of time. So, <laughs> those who might remember, 
Josh McDaniels was uh, hired as the Colts head coach and then immediately mm-hmm. res- like backed out of the offer, went back to the Patriots a few years back. Burned a- some bridges there, a lot of, you know, a little, little bit of bad will and all that stuff. Um, this story's fucking hilarious. The pathetic trash franchise that is the Indianapolis Colts is, of course, owned by uh, alleged uh, drug abuser Jim Ursay, and the fact that he was probably doing lines in the McDaniels bathroom. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's fucking great. That's fucking great, man. <laughs> what a shit can fucking you, organization. Can you imagine this? This and and it's not like Ursay's some young dude either, right? Some old timer coming into your house trying to sell you on this team and then he disappears probably comes out of the bathroom with fucking powder all over his nose or you know <laughs> who knows stumbling all i mean oh my god fucking crazy. <laughs> amazing amazing hey, nothing girl, better than ripping on the fucking colts oh i love it i love it so much it's probably how he hired saturday he's probably doing lines in the fucking bathroom probably with jeff saturday <sighs> there's a good chance of keeping him too it sounds like Maybe. Pretty wild. I mean, it's just that is just. I hope they do. And and in all honesty, isn't that the place that Tom Brady would go? They'd love themselves some old and uh, <laughs> washed up quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. one year. Yeah. One year. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, so, real quick, guys, we'll talk a little bit about these games this weekend. I mean, do you guys have any? Um, any thoughts, any favorites? So let's look at the schedule. So Saturday afternoon, first game, Jags versus Chiefs. You know, I, I was talking with somebody this weekend and, or, you know, earlier this, uh, today, this week, and the Chiefs, and, and Chad, you can probably talk on this a little bit more. You get to hear it all the time. And, but we haven't talked about the Chiefs a ton on this show all year long. And, and really, nobody really talked about the Chiefs that much this year because, they just kind of did what they were supposed to do. You know, there were certain games, like you said, Chad, they kind of let the, the Broncos hang in at the end and and came back and won. But is there anything is there anything with the Chiefs that scares anybody in turn at least this week playing the Jags? Uh, I mean I think, I think. Uh, I mean, obviously, I think the Chiefs will probably win the game, but I would not be surprised if the Jags at least. It's an eight and a half. Yeah, the other line's eight and a half. I wouldn't be surprised if the Jags cover. I mean, the defense is playing well, and yeah, the the Chiefs do let teams hang around a lot, though. Uh, like you were saying with the Bills, I mean, the, the Chiefs definitely do that. Uh, that that Broncos game the last week of the season. They were uh, Cortland Sutton BS penalty away and uh, Russell Wilson uh, clear roughing the passer from them driving down the field and tying the game and sending it into overtime. So, yeah, I mean, obviously the Chiefs have, have been one of the better teams in the league this year along with the Eagles. But, yeah, I, uh, I, I won't, I'm obviously rooting for the Jags here. Uh, there's, there's no secrets there. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the Chiefs are clear, clearly the favorites here. Yeah, I, I, the, to yeah. me, I, and I've done, you know, and I've said it here on the show is, you know, the Jags to me are are kind of the uh, the inverse or the the AFC version of the Lions right now. So they're gonna be they're gonna be my my guys to watch and my guys to cheer for. But you know, mm-hmm. for the limited Chiefs games that I've seen uh, this year, I just you know, every team has their flaws, but I think Mahomes is still the best 
quarterback in the league. And, you know, I know Josh Allen is the Messiah and all of that. But, I mean, Mahomes, until until somebody takes away his crown, I guess, if you will, he's still the best. And when you've got that and you've got Andy Reid as a coach and you're playing at home, I don't know. I just I don't know how you can bet against him. So, yeah, for me, it's easy yeah, to no, choose. And, yeah. and and I hope I hope the Jags can I hope they come out better than they did on you know last Saturday, that's for sure. Yeah, you, I mean if the Chiefs to to their credit they're not the Chargers. They're Mahomes will find a way to score three points when they need it, right? right so right. So yeah, you get down that big against the Chiefs at Arrowhead, it's gonna go well for you. So, but I mean Doug Peterson obviously is familiar with the Chiefs, so you know the Chiefs defense is not impressive. Um, it's always their offense, so yeah, the Jacks could hang around, but yeah, I think I think the Chiefs end up winning this one. So. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't. I don't see. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I I don't see the Chiefs not getting to the Super Bowl. I mean, not to not to talk too far ahead, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the Bills are trending in the wrong direction. The Bengals are trending in the wrong direction. The Chiefs have just been kind of doing their thing all season. I think Mahomes. Didn't he? Did he have a record yards, most yards this year or something? Didn't he hit some miles quarterback milestone in the last game? Um, five, yeah, I think he went five. He's got five thousand two hundred fifty oh, yards on the season. Yeah, uh, yeah, five five k yards. Yeah. So I mean, I, I just don't. I, I, you know, I, I'm I'm interested to see what the Jags can do. Um, could make it fun, but I agree with you guys. It's, it, it'll be Casey here. Moving on to the night game, the uh, as we talked about the Giants a little bit, um, going into Philly, obviously another you know divisional uh, matchup as we saw last weekend for some of these teams. Um, my biggest concern is the fact that Jalen Hurts was out for two was it two or three weeks or two and a half weeks, whatever it was, mm-hmm. came back, played this, uh, ended up being you know a non meaningful game I think at the time. And then sitting out for a week, I mean, Jalen Hurts hasn't played much of a meaningful football game in over a month. And not that I don't think that he can do it, but there is a, there is a when we're looking at how teams are playing and the Giants just being confident, going into Minnesota, taking care of business, you know, having fun doing it, doing it with the run game. And as you said, Chad, you know, uh, Daniel Jones playing, you know, up to, uh, you know, a level that everybody hoped or thought that he could play. But then, you know, it's Philly and their defense and Jalen Hurts. I mean, I think Philly will take care of business here, um, but I think it's going to be closer than people would have given this game. Uh, uh, three weeks ago, if you said in the divisional round the Giants are going into Philly, I think people would have, you know, laughed at the Giants having a shot. But I think this game mm. will stay close. Uh, what is the, the line? Fucking seven and a half. I, that's it's a big number for the Eagles to cover. Um, yeah. And I don't know that they're the same team as they were at the beginning of the year. The Eagles, that is. Yeah. Um, um, I'm, go for it, Jack. I'm, I was just going to say, uh, you know what? I, th- I think I'm going to pick the Giants here because weird shit happens in the playoffs. And there's something about what I saw last week that just has me – has me thinking that the Giants are, are on a little bit of a run here. Um, now, now, granted, I will say, if they do win, they are not 
going to win the Super Bowl. And the reason I say this is because all four of their Super Bowl trophies are the result of choices made by Bill Belichick, and he is not in the playoffs this year. So they're kind of <laughs> fucked on that front. But I do think there's something brewing here. I don't know. It's just a feeling, but I'm going to pick the Giants this week. Uh, I'm with Jack. I, I'm, I, it's, the Eagles have beat them twice this year. It's hard to beat a team three times, and the Eagles have... Uh, like you said, PJ, they've they've had a long time off here, and Hertz hasn't played much in a while. And when he did play that last week, it didn't look great, right? So, yeah, I think the Giants pull off the upset. I, I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm going on the limb. It's my one, one going out on the limb here. We'll see. Oh Probably We're be wrong, Giants, but yes, what the fuck you, are, do you guys I are both going to rate it because the Giants are going to end up looking like the Giants of like week, you know, yeah, nine, probably. ten, and eleven, where they couldn't get Could out of be. their own way. All right. Listen, uh, I thought the Broncos. I thought the Broncos would compete for a wild card spot. So what the fuck do I know this year? You know what, 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 do what do we all know? Pretty much. So Saturday afternoon, or I'm sorry, Sunday afternoon, three o'clock. Uh, big game of the weekend: Bills, Bengals. Um, it's in Buffalo. I don't know what the weather's like. Um, obviously, still the Demar Hamlin. Uh, you know, uh, uh, tour or or I, who knows. Uh, both of these teams have had their issues. Like, I keep waiting for the Bengals, and we didn't even really talk about that game. Uh, I think Chad or Jackie guys brought up, you know, real quickly about, you know, Baltimore. Uh, actually, oh, it was yeah. Alex, or caller Alex. Baltimore, essentially, you know, a 14-point swing on one play of the game that, is, that essentially ended the game. Uh, but the Bengals' offensive line is just putrid. And one of their guys got hurt, and they just can't keep Burrow upright. And until they figure it out, I just don't know how they're going to win these games. I keep waiting for them to to come out of this shell. I want them waiting for that game where it's Chase and it's Higgins and it's Mixon and Burrow, and they're scoring 45 points. And then, you know, they scored 17 offensive points against Baltimore. Hmm. So I I really want to take the Bengals here, and I think I am going to take the Bengals because the Bills are kind of the same story, but it's it's going to be a really really tough hill to climb with everything that's happened with Buffalo, and the fact that Buffalo is a good team. So I will take the Bengals, but very not a game that I'm going to put money on, or would even sniff to bet. But if you're giving me five points, I'd definitely take that. So I'll take the Bengals to win, but I'll also take the points if we're betting, if we're betting men. Betting gambling men. Oh, boy. Uh, I'll, I'll take this one first. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the Bengals as well. I, I mean, I think... I, I just think that the Bengals have a running game, and I think that's going to be the difference. I don't see either defense getting a ton of stops here. I think whoever has the ball last wins. I think ultimately that ends up being the Bengals because they're the team that can actually milk the clock a little bit and you know not just pass every fucking series, every fucking play. So I think that's where it's going. Well, I was going to pick the Bengals, but since you both did, I, I'm not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> I, I think they're going to probably win, though. But I'll, I'll pick the Bills here just because DeMar Hamlin, number three. Let's do this. Let's do this. Feel, feel good story. 
I mean, I, I'm if, if honestly all the teams left. I am rooting for the Bills just because their fans have been starved for so long. Uh, but, <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, something <laughs> from your, your division, your division fan. I get it. Uh, in division, I mean, yeah, in the division, uh, whatever. Pass fan. Jesus Christ, I can't talk. I'm not even drinking. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go Bills just because. Feel good story. That's where I'm at. <laughs> I cannot wait to continue to hear that story. No offense to Mario, man. I mean, I, 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 I don't story, give a fuck either. Incredible but story. Incredible yes. story. It's, it's, it's and, what and the NFL more, lives for. Yeah, I'm I'm more so just the Bills franchise, not the Demar sure. Hamlin stuff. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. Well, the best part of this game will be the fact that once again you're getting Jim Nance and Tony Romo. So you get to hear all of the best, uh, you know, bullshit from the uh, the best announcer in the NFL again. Oh, the worst announcer in the NFL. Oh. <laughs> I don't know, Jim. I don't know. Here we I go. He's gonna do it. Do it. He's it's gonna like halfway go. through the no. first quarter. It's a timeout. Oh, third and two. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, and then to the last uh, story of the the. the the weekend, the Brock Purdy show, Sunday night or Sunday evening, I guess, 630. Um, you know, Dallas for once, you know, came out and granted, I mean, we talked about it being the Bray, but Dallas, you know, we didn't give Dallas any credit from this Monday night victory over Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay. I mean, Dallas came out and did exactly what they were supposed to do for one of the few times. I mean, Dallas is one of those teams that kind of much like the Minnesota Vikings uh, of late just are choke artists and they don't get it. And this would be, you know, that again. And, and I don't know, I guess it wouldn't be choking to go out there, but it is still Brock Purdy, everybody. It's fucking mm-hmm. Brock Purdy. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I want, I want to put my, 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 heart behind the Cowboys because they they just have the talent on the, both sides of the ball. But then I also look at the sidelines and I see Jerry Jones and I see Mike McCarthy. <laughs> and it's like, how can I? I mean, there's just no way. Give me fucking the 49ers and Shanahan and Lynch and everybody that's on that team and give me Brock Purdy. I'm going to ride the Brock Purdy train until – it's gone because I don't know what else to do. I can't vote. I cannot root or vote for the Cowboys to win. There's just no way. So, and again, fuck Tony Romo. Just because. Got the Cowboys size. Uh, I'll go first. Um, yeah, the Niners have just looked dominant. They really have. But guess what? The Broncos. One of their wins is against them. Woohoo! <laughs> Woo! I'm just going to keep being annoying with that. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Cowboys live looked great, and I, I wouldn't have not have let the kicker on the plane, uh, for fuck's sake. I just saw right before oh, we started recording, they signed a yeah. new kicker. Oh, my God. <laughs> How does that? Four missed extra points, Jesus on Christ. Four all year, and then four in a row. Unbelievable. I mean, again, NFL's fixed, gentlemen. It's fixed. It's on take. Um, but my dad is a diehard Cowboys fan, and, I, you know, I... I want the Cowboys to win, but the Florida Niners have been so dominant. Uh, I'm going to go to the Niners here as well. Uh, yeah, I think they just look too good. Too good. Yeah, I mean, I'm going Niners. I, I can't uh, – I'd love to pick against it, but no. Um, it's – they look like a freight train. I mean, the fact that, you know, Purdy comes in, uh, has as good of a run as he's having here, 
um, is incredible. But when you look at it, it, it really is indicative of the fact that he's playing on maybe the most stacked offense in the league with one of the great offensive coordinators as his head coach. I mean, you just yep. you can't deny the amount of talent that he's surrounded with um, and how well they're doing. I, I don't see this train stopping. Um, so, yeah, it's 49ers, man. Got to be. Absolutely. All right, well, that wraps it up, gentlemen. Uh, that's the show for the week. Thank you guys all for hanging with us. Um, and, and Chad and Jack, I can't thank you guys enough for, for stepping in and, and taking the place of TM. I know he'd, uh, he'd love to be here and gamble all his money away and tell us you know, how uh, everything's fixed because he lost all his money. Uh, but he will be back next week. We will talk about all these games next week. Um, so if any of you guys uh, out there want to call in, um, Chiefs fans, like, I mean, it's been all year. I just, I, I need to hear where your, your thoughts and your, like, w- there's got to be some cracks in there somewhere, but maybe not. Um, you know, I am rooting for, you know, want the Bengals to win, but I do also want to see that Chiefs-Bills matchup again. So um, I guess we'll find out find out after this weekend mm. anything to promote boys anything uh coming out uh patreon uh otherwise main cast binge cast jack attack tuesdays anything coming out uh that the listeners should be aware of uh, a couple things chad and i are going back and forth about a uh movie homework revival i know that's been in the process for a few months but i think we're gonna figure something out in the next week or two so stick around for that um, also, I am going to be doing a quick spot on The Last of Us for the binge cast this weekend. Oh, nice. um, if people are interested in commentaries for that, reach out and let us know. Uh, I think uh, it's, it, it, you know, not, not to play my hand too heavily, but I, I think it might be a worthy commentary show. But uh, I don't know. Let, let me know what you think. And uh, if there's interest, maybe we'll make that happen. Is there stuff, Jack? Let me ask, and, and we'll we'll do a mini mini binge here with sure. Last of Us. Okay, like so, I, I watched the first episode. I know of the game or games or whatever okay. it is, but is there shit in the show that gets glossed over that is more prevalent in the game? And it's you know, or I guess maybe how true to the game has it been thus far, as far as you've seen? And is there mm-hmm. additional shit to talk about that we don't know about? Um, so, uh, I, I don't want to say too much just because we've sure. got some content coming in the way of this. Um, but your initial question was, are they glossing over a lot of stuff in the show that they spend more time on in the game? Um, I would say through the first episode, no. Okay. So, I, I don't know beyond that. Sure. Obviously, we've only got the one. But so far... I don't see that yet. So, well, Jack, I would yeah, be interested in a uh, in a commentary to listen oh, to. Oh boy, so there you go. There's one vote for you. One vote. I can I can back that up. The Last of Us and The Last of Us Two are two of my probably top five favorite games of all time. Absolutely love them. Played them a couple times through both. Uh, and yeah, the first episode is extremely faithful to the game so far. Sweet. So, I'm not saying beyond that though. But yep. All right. All right. Uh, well, uh, we look forward to those things and, um, again, we'll be back the next couple weeks, everybody. And then, um, I guess look forward to our Super Bowl preview show where gentlemen, hopefully we'll have you guys back. 
We'll play a little Beat Pete, as we always do, and uh, hopefully be talking about a quality uh, Super Bowl matchup, uh, which is still some time away. It's going to be, what is it, February 12th? And then uh, after next week's show, everybody be ready for the uh, commentary on the Pro Bowl games. Are you guys excited about those? (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, my God. Tell me now. Terrible, terrible idea. All right, everybody. We'll uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks again, guys. And we're going to leave you with uh, this. Uh, say peace. See you. Peace. You don't know how much we hate you when you speak. It's clear you have no clue. And when you try to analyze we want to puke we can't believe we're stuck hearing a guy the likes of you because it's all bullshit you're such a goddamn joke and when we think of you Romo we hope you Said you think that you're talking smartly. I hear you talk all night long, acting intelligently. You leave us here all along, feeling brain farty. Oh, somebody tell him, please. He's fucking terrible. We're on our knees. Pretty, pretty, please tell him. He fucking sucks. Tony Romo, you suck. You've been listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network at bingemedia.net. Support the network and subscribe to the full binge at patreon.com slash binge media. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And don't forget... I was going to say... Fuck you, Chad. (laughs) What did you just say?